When you are walking with Jesus, he will resurrect your dream if it's from him. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today is Testimony Tuesday. And we have Lisa Harper sharing her story of adoption with her daughter, Missy. And she she goes through her whole story and how God just moved on her heart to adopt a child and how God opened the door at just the right time. This is an interview, again, with 700 Club, Terry Mewson. Here it is. Well, you may not know this, but the word happy is mentioned 37 times in the Old Testament and 48 in the New. God wants us to be happy. And for author Lisa Harper, happy is defined by one simple word, Missy. Take a look. In 2012, Missy's birth mom died of AIDS and infected Missy with a deadly virus. But that didn't stop author Lisa Harper from adopting her. After a difficult two-year journey, Lisa finally brought home Missy from Haiti to Tennessee. When I got the call, you can come get her, and I was like, how, when, how, like I was ready to, you know, run to Haiti. I couldn't sleep. I was so excited. I danced in my house. In her latest book, The Sacrament of Happy, Lisa shares the joy of being a first-time mom and offers some simple biblical truths about the pursuit of happiness. Please welcome to the 700 Club, the author of The Sacrament of Happy, Lisa Harper. It's Thank so good you. to have you oh, here. Oh, Terry, we are so tickled to be here. It, it, your story is so precious. Mm-hmm. You actually started the adoption process in your life when you were 40. I did. And then you kind of got, you put it aside <laughs> for a while. Why? I did, I did put it aside. Um, well, there was a woman in church, actually, who I told a few girls to pray for me. I know mm-hmm. y'all don't do this in Virginia, or your 700 clubbers <laughs> don't, but sometimes in Tennessee, women disguise gossip as prayer request. And so I thought, I'm not going to tell a ton of people. I'll just tell the girls in my small group that I'm praying about this. I'm not sure if God has definitively called me to adopt a child, mm-hmm. to be more involved, but I just felt him stirring my heart around the issue yeah. of adoption. And three of the girls in my small group basically said, you know, we've, we've got your back. We will pray with you and for you. One said, I'd, I'd really like to process this with you further. Can you meet at Starbucks later in the week? So I met her for coffee. I always tease and say, if an angry looking woman tells you she has a word for you and you need to play dumb and take a friend, because <laughs> sometimes those words may or may not be from the Lord. But anyway, this woman told me, she said, Lisa, I do not think you're a good candidate for motherhood. She said, you've shared with our small group that there was sexual molestation in your background. And she said, I know you've been to Christian counseling, but just in case you weren't fixed, you might unwittingly transfer some of the trauma you experienced onto a child. So she said, I don't think you're a good candidate for motherhood. I know you want to nurture something. So my encouragement to you would be to go to the Nashville Humane Society and adopt a dog because you're really good with pets. And, you know, Terry, I should have known at that point I'd been walking with Jesus for since I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. I should have recognized this this chick is just a crooked little tree. Yeah. You know, somewhere in her mm-hmm. background, she got so bent that she doesn't trust God at his promises anymore. Uh, and I should have recognized that, been respectful, but not heeded what she said. But it almost it's almost like it pokes a stick in it does. an old it does. wound. You it, know? It, that's exactly yeah. what it did. I always say the enemy, and I think we do ourselves such a disservice when we caricaturize him as being in, in a Beyonce unitard mm-hmm. with, with horns. He's so much more Slyer. savvy than that yes. and crueler. Yes. So he will take 
a, a little bit of the truth and weave it into poison always. so it's palatable. I always say if the enemy said, Lisa, you're you're such an introvert with such a high metabolism, I'd be like, I see you. <laughs> but he, he's just not that obvious. And so I, I thought, boy, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. What if I do allow what the if? damage of my past to hurt a child? So I put my adoption papers in a file drawer. And, and kind of closed your heart a little bit I because did. God had laid that on your heart. So how did Missy come to be? Well, seven years after I kind of stopped the adoption process, uh, I just begin, you know how he will not let a dream die. If you're walking with Jesus, he will resurrect that dream if it's from him. And I just couldn't let it go. And I ended up losing two domestic adoptions in my late forties. The second one just eviscerated me. And two weeks after I lost that adoption at the very uh, last hour, a friend called and said, I was just in Haiti while I was there, she was just there for four days. One of the young mamas in the village died of AIDS, didn't even know she had AIDS. And she oh said my. she left behind a two and a half year old who's very, very sick and there's nobody to take her. And she said, I remembered you saying you wanted a kid nobody was standing in line for, not because I'm especially kind, but because I'm especially single. And I think every kid, best case scenario, gets a mama and a daddy. Absolutely. And so I said, just put me you know, in the consideration if there's a child who doesn't have a good shot, the mom and a daddy. And she said, would you pray about her? And I said, no. I said, I've been praying about this for 30 years. Sign me up. Six weeks later, I was in Haiti and started the process. So, wow. And yeah. it was a process. You know, it was a long process. <clears throat> I mean, we don't have time today to go into the huge story of all that that entails, but yeah. I know there was adjustment. When there you was. came back, you know, there there's the joy and there's the excitement and there's the going and That's getting right. and there's the bringing home and That's then right. there's life. And then there's life. That's <laughs> yeah. right. So it's, it's, it's it definitely is life interrupted. It is life. Inter- and I think it'll be life interrupted until Jesus comes yes. back, you know, because yes. it does change everything. I, but I want to say that one of the reasons that it's, it's worked so well for you Mm -hmm. is because of the concept of your book, The Sacrament of Happy. I mean, of course it's life interrupting. Of course there are challenges. All of life is full of that. But talk about The Sacrament of Happy and what your title means. I think the biggest thing in The Sacrament of Happy that in relation to Missy that has just dramatically changed my life is, Terry, I knew I didn't deserve to be a mama. You know, I totally, um, I had served those years up to locust on a platter. And so the fact that our God is so gracious that he just redeemed my story, I'm grateful every single day. And that really is the conduit to happiness. Um, I know I didn't deserve this amazing kid who, of course, I'm convinced looks just like me. Um, And so I make a lot of mistakes. You do. We we grin alike. Um, I make a lot of mistakes in motherhood. You said it's an adjustment. I have been exhausted since I brought her home. Um, I've gained 30 pounds from eating all her Chick-fil-A. And so it's definitely been a a glorious kind of exhausting, but I'm so grateful because I can't believe I get to do this, that he's been that kind. Well, here's the other, first of all, I want to bring Missy in because she's with you today. So Missy, come on in and join your mom. You look so beautiful today. We are so excited to have you here. Thank you, Miss Terry. I just want to bring up another element because you know, I know you know that God is your good, good father. But when God does something like this, like he's done with you and your mama. You've also gone back to Haiti and you've done Mm -hmm. something amazing there. Talk about your community gardens. We did, we went back, we've actually been back twice this year, but I wanted to go back to her village 
and tell her story because she has a lot of family there. And I yes. thought I want them to know the miracle Absolutely. of redemption. So we went back to Haiti and we have leased four acres and we've built a Look garden you, called Missy, the Happy Grove. I know she there. is a worker bee, <laughs> but we've built a garden that will help sustain uh, a lot of the villagers. There's 2,000 people, many really struggle with malnutrition. So sure. now we've got this garden that's feeding a lot of the kids so they won't go hungry like my peanut Isn't did. Isn't that amazing? See, you guys have an ongoing legacy <laughs> to do. your family in we Haiti do. and a legacy that you're leaving with people here. You have the hiccups, don't yeah, you? you? <laughs> <laughs> Timing's everything, you see. <laughs> <laughs> your smiles do look alike, can I just say. <laughs> well, Lisa's book I want to mention is called the sacrament of happiness what a smiling god brings to a wounded world that was lisa harper and tara musin of the 700 club and you can find that clip on youtube if you search under lisa harper we are called to have joy you can find out more information about lisa and her ministry at her website lisaharper.net well, I hope you are encouraged today and that God has stirred your heart just to believe for even more for your life, to go out and take your mountain and to just trust God that he has great things in store for you. I hope you have a great day and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless.